Slowly, he walked down the front porch steps and circled around to the back door. It, too, was padlocked. Filthy bastards didn't even have the nerve to deliver the message to me in person, he thought bitterly. No, they waited until Sunday when they knew I wouldn't be home. Cowards. He kicked the back door in frustration, leaving a dark black boot print on the faded white paint. That gave Luther an idea. The cellar door at the side of the house was old and rotting, overgrown with ivy and Virginia creeper. Perhaps the bank overlooked it in their zest to prevent him from gaining entry to the house. Luther kicked at the cellar door, but despite its age and condition, the door did not give way. "'Dirty cowards!' Luther screamed, throwing himself against the door with all his might. The door held fast, mocking him with its strength. "'The axe! I need the axe!' He ran to the barn, half expecting it, too, to be locked, but the door stood open, as usual. He looked around wildly, unable to recall where he had last placed the axe, finally locating it in the tack room. He charged out of the barn and across the yard with a roar, swinging the axe high above his head as he ran, bringing it down with a mighty crash against the cellar door. Three more swings, and the door gave way. Luther stood in the cellar, panting, uncertain what to do next. He needed a plan. He could stay in the house, wait for the bank to come, and physically evict him, but he didn't savor the thought of being physically thrown from his house. On the other hand, where else could he go? He briefly considered going to the Sam's, but after what happened at church that morning, he doubted they would welcome him into their home with their usual Christian hospitality. Grace and Miriam were his only kin, and the thought of groveling at Grace's door, begging her to take him in, left a bitter taste in his mouth. He was alone. He had lost his family, his congregation, his home. The realization washed over Luther like a tidal wave. My God, why hast thou forsaken me? He cried, collapsing on the stairs and burying his face in his hands. He knew how Christ felt hanging on the cross of Calvary, alone, abandoned. But Christ hadn't been alone or abandoned. God had stood by his Son. Even while allowing him to die, God stood by his Son. At that thought, the tidal wave receded. Luther pulled himself up. God allowed his Son to die so that mankind could be redeemed. God killed his Son for the redemption of his flock. Luther looked out the cellar door across the garden, now overgrown with weeds, past the barn and the pasture, toward the bank of the chop tank. A storm was brewing, and even from a distance the water looked muddy and angry. He'd hide out somewhere, in the woods, perhaps, or at one of the abandoned barns or houses that littered the area. His farm wasn't the only one to have fallen on hard times lately. There were plenty of abandoned buildings he could squat in. It would be easy enough to stay out of sight as long as he stayed out of town and away from occupied farmhouses. He could set traps to catch rabbits and squirrels for meat. And, of course, the chop tank was always ready to share her bounty of crab, fish, and mussels. He could steal vegetables from people's gardens. Despite the disaster in his own backyard, most folks' gardens were overflowing with vegetables this time of year. A few cucumbers and tomatoes would never be missed. Let Grace think he'd disappeared. Maybe he'd even write her a letter and tell her he was moving back to Pennsylvania, throw her off track. The idea made him laugh. 
He went back into the house and threw a few things into an old army rucksack some hobo had left in the barn years ago. A tin plate, cup, and fork. A few coils of rope, some matches, his hunting and fishing knives. He checked his pocket to ensure he also had his penknife with him. He picked up a faded photograph of Marta with Grace and Emily when the girls were still toddlers, but then changed his mind and put it back. Martha would not have understood the nature of God's divine plan for him. He didn't need her staring out at him from the picture with that accusing look the photographer had captured so well. Luther took one last look around, then trotted back down to the cellar and back out the way he had come in. He knew what God wanted him to do. He knew where he was going. For the first time in months, Luther smiled.